This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 2-2 two and two now to Jordan Alvarez, the Cuban out of nowhere. Bregman on second, Brantley on first. Here's the pitch. Hits this one pretty well right field. Going back on it, Aaron Judge, he leaps. That ball is gone! Jordan Alvarez! Number six is a big leaguer, and the Astros lead by one. How about it, Jordan Alvarez? There comes a time in everyone's life. When talk is cheap, and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, New York, where today the Houston Astros wrap up a four-game series against the New York Yankees. This is the conclusion of a seven-game road trip for the Astros, and the Astros still looking for their first win on this trip after dropping the first three here in New York, including a 7-5 loss yesterday. Jordan Alvarez, two for four with a three-run home run. Josh Reddick had a two-run homer, but the Astros have lost seven in a row while the Yankees have won eight straight. Astros 48 and 30, first in the AOS, six and a half games ahead of the Rangers. Yankees first in the AL East at 49 and 27. They are five and a half games ahead of Tampa Bay. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Justin Verlander getting the ball for the Astros today, and it always seems like Verlander is at his best on the on the biggest stages. I mean, he's been pretty good anyway, but especially when he gets opportunities like this. Yeah, you don't want to put everything on, on Justin Verlander's shoulders, but I don't think he minds it. We've seen yeah. that in the playoffs. Uh, he's the guy that likes the baseball in the big moments. He wants to, to, to help his team break these types of, of streaks that they're on right now, and Man, he hasn't been much better in his time with the Houston Astros. Both the combination of the fastball and slider are really elite right now. A ton of swing and misses on that slider and great uh, great command with that fastball. Has been bit by the home run ball from time to time. Uh, but I, I like the way he goes out there and just attacks hitters. Meanwhile, Jay Happ getting the ball for the Yankees, left-hander. And Happ, a 4.59 ERA, has been pitching better of late. He's won his last six decisions. Yeah, he's been getting good run support. Uh, he's been giving up a lot of home runs, too, particularly mm -hmm. on his fastball. Uh, likes to keep the fastball down. He used to be a high fastball pitcher, but uh, he's been getting hurt on that pitch when he elevates it. Uh, he's got a little slider, a changeup, and a curveball to go with it. But uh, for the Astros to, to come away with one win on this road trip, I like this matchup. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, uh, no secret when you watch these first three games here in New York how much the Astros are struggling to hit with runners in scoring position. Certainly not the only reason they've lost these first three games here, but certainly a big reason. Stranded 32 runners over the first three games. Yeah, but you know what? The last two nights, I, I think the quality of the bats is really starting to show a little bit of uh, misfortune a, a lot of times with runners in scoring position. Got that big three-run homer by Jordan Alvarez yesterday. Uh, it just feels like this team's about to break up a, 
break out of whatever the slump that they're in right now. Coming up next, we'll be joined as we are every Sunday by Jeff Luno, Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager, but now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love Street Blonde, Hopadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Seven of five Yankees, two outs, ninth inning. Branley at third. Straw, the tying run at second. Chirinos, the go-ahead run at first. Tyler White's first three major league games were at this stadium, 2016. He went six for nine. Here's the 0-1. And that's hit in the right field. Coming over Judge to his left, makes the catch, and that is the ball game. Astros load the bases in the ninth inning, but come up short once again as they fall to the Yankees, seven to five, seven straight losses for the Astros. And welcome back to the Bronx, Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined as we are every Sunday by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno before the Astros wrap up this series and road trip here in New York against the Yankees, and obviously a, a disappointing trip, Jeff. Zero uh, and six. Uh, seen the Astros uh, a struggle to, to get the big hit at times and uh, obviously hoping to, to get some more guys back and it looks like that will happen soon. It will and we were all expecting to have a little bit of a downturn at some point when our core players are out. It took a while. It's here. It's a bummer. It happens and it's no fun but the reality is we have a really good team. We've just added an incredible piece in Alvarez and our our guys are coming back. We're going home. Cole's going to pitch twice on the homestand. So I'm optimistic. Uh, I was reminding everybody downstairs when I was with the Cardinals in 2006, we had two eight-game losing streaks and still ended up winning the World Series. Wow. So it's not, uh, it's not the end of the world. This team is too good to stay down too long. So we'll, we'll be back hopefully today. You know, Jeff, uh, also with those guys coming back, there's going to be a, a little rust. You know, you come back, and, and George is just going to play a few games in the minor leagues. Altuve was just down for a couple. But you can't expect them to come out there and be what they were at the beginning of the season right away, can you? Yeah, I think you're right. But we've got a bunch of off days coming up, so AJ will be able to ease people into it. But, okay. you know, George doesn't look like he has a lot of rust hitting two, two dingers <laughs> yeah. the other night. And, you know, Altuve is button for base hits and trying to get his average up. So... You know, those guys know what's at stake. And I know, you know, last night, uh, obviously, we missed Correa because if Correa's playing and Bregman's over at third, maybe a couple of those balls get caught up. You know, I'm not sure. There's a lot of ways that guys being out impacts you when you have to move players yeah. to other positions. But, um, you know, the, uh, we're going we're gonna to be fine. These guys are going to come back. They're good players. I think the rest will benefit them in, in July, August, and September, and hopefully October. You know, speaking of Altuve, how encouraging is it to see the way he's moving around and how good his legs look. I mean, we haven't seen Altuve look this good with his lower half probably since, what, the beginning of last year? Yeah, I agree with that. And, and you know, we all watched his triple in his rehab assignment. We were wondering if his legs were really under him, but they are. I mean, he's he's running fast. Uh, he had a couple hard hit balls, and I think he wants to, you know, make up for lost time, and he will. So he's a former MVP who's going to get back to his uh, ways of hitting over 300 and with some power, and he's going to help us out. One of your players that's had a sneaky good month is Tyler White. He's getting on base a lot. Uh, he's hitting more doubles now again. Uh, only a matter of time because he, he does have a good bat. He does. And, you know, last year he was one of our best bats for over a month, almost two months. And uh -huh. he does have really good zone discipline, and he's able to drive the ball. He doesn't have the homers that we were expecting this year. Uh, but he's, he's getting better, and, you know, this is uh, – 
he's had every opportunity and, and he's finally taken advantage of it. You know, you, you talk about all the, the injured players, Carlos Correa, Aledemis Diaz, they're still a little ways away. Any, do you have a, a better idea of, of what they're doing right now and a better idea of what their, what their timetable is at this point? Well, you know, Springer's coming back next week, and then I think Joe Smith right after the break, mm -hmm. and then uh, McHugh will be back next week as well. Um, the other two guys are going to be after the break, but we're not sure exactly when. I'm hoping that it'll be, you know, in that first uh, group of games. That would be awesome. But, um, you know, we're going to take it easy with Carlos, of course, and, and with Diaz, make sure that when they come back, they're 100%. So I'd say sometime you know, the first week or two after the break and hopefully the first week. Just thinking about McHugh coming back, do you prefer eight men in the bullpen or seven? Well, we go back and forth on that. We've got two days off when we go to Colorado, but we're going to Colorado and we yeah. all know what that means. You know, we've got a day off this week. We have a six-game stretch and then we have the All-Star break after Colorado. So, um, you know, there's enough off days where you can get away with 12-man pitching staff, but mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, we run into trouble. Guys are not available. We have extra inning games. Anything like that happens, and, and we're, you know, needing that 13th pitcher. So it's one of those things. AJ and I talk about it probably more than anything we talk about. Yeah. Uh, what's the right roster configuration? And we're going to kind of play it by ear because when you send guys down like CNL, he's got to be down for 10 days, and Brady Rogers a little banged up. So our options are, are pretty limited as far as who can come back. Does, and I mean, obviously Colorado's a little different, but Cincinnati, we're just there to National League rules. Does that affect you're thinking in terms of whether seven or eight men on the bullpen because obviously yeah. more guys on a bench can maneuver a little bit better in those Yeah, games. we like to have 13 position players when we go to a National League ballpark. It just gives you so many more options late in the game for pinch hitting and all that. So if we can get away with that, I think that's what our, our goal will be. But again, Colorado is a unique place because it can chew up your pitching staff pretty quickly. We'll have more with Astros president of baseball operations and general manager Jeff Luno right after this. The Astros are going old school for turn back the clock 90s night on June 28th when they take on the Mariners. Get here early for your chance to look extra fly because 10,000 <laughs> fans receive a totally rad fanny pack courtesy <laughs> of Netspend. I did not write this. For more information or to get your tickets for the game, visit Astros.com slash promotions. Well, that was fly and rad. It was extra fly. Astros and Yankees getting set as we're once again joined by Jeff Luno and you know, trade deadline coming up on July 31st. And one thing that's different now as of this year is there's only one trade deadline. There used to be guys who clear waivers. You could acquire them by August 31st. They would still be eligible for your postseason rosters. How has the one trade deadline changed things for you, if anything, and, and how, what, what effect do you think it will have on the industry? I think it's going to increase the activity the week before the deadline because teams are going to realize that, you know, past July 31st, there really are not a lot of options. And in the past, you knew that if you, if you were willing to spend a little money, you'd probably get a guy in August. Uh, but that may not happen. That's not going to happen this year. So I think it's going to be more activity. It's going to be interesting. I still, still think it's going to push it late into July. And we're certainly going to be evaluating our team throughout and trying to figure out what moves make sense for us. You, you plucked one guy from uh, the independent leagues, Felipe Paulino, yeah. just earlier this week. Uh, maybe some insurance, 35 years old now, former Houston Astros, but still throwing hard and still looks like uh, he's got something left. He, he does. He was right there in Sugar Land, so we were able to watch him. And um, he's a former Astro, and his arm is still good and healthy and more of a uh, you know guy that can give us innings at AAA since we're so up and down and we've really uh, sort of wreaked havoc on their roster. 
uh, between the injuries and the call-ups and all that. But, um, you know, you never know with a guy like that. There's a lot of those success stories coming out of the independent league, and who knows, he could maybe make his uh, time back in Houston at some point. How much do you guys look at those those independent leagues? And, and I know they have to be a little trickier to scout because you don't have, like, track man and some of those tools that you have, even at the college level now. Yeah, they are a little bit trickier, but, uh, you know, the league comes through uh, Sugarland, so it's pretty easy to get over there and see somebody and pick up what they're doing and get reports. So um, there's a lot of former big leaguers playing in that league. So it's a, it's an important feeder league. I think as time goes on, it's going to, the independent leagues are going to play a bigger and bigger role in, in having surplus talent that is available for major league organizations. Jeff, with the tools that you have, what are you really capable of, of measuring that, that we might be surprised about? Well, the, the, the reality is we measure just about everything now, including the human body and how it's moving around the field, obviously the ball, the bat. So anything that's in motion, we're able to measure it very accurately now. What, what about the biomechanical issues? Well, the, the reality there is that, you know, we try and be, um, we don't want to be invasive in our, in, in our technology. So if you ask the player to wear anything, uh -huh. um, there usually is some resistance and some rules gotcha. about that. Uh, but we're able to obviously get our players to uh, do stuff in the training room and we measure strength and flexibility and all these other things. So it's really everything about this game today is a science and our medical department is heavily involved in that. Uh, but it's it's fun because it gives uh, people with different backgrounds an opportunity to have an impact in baseball where they never had it before. You know, you talk, I was thinking about this with Diaz being down and also with just the single trade deadline. Is there a thought that it might be advantageous with just the one trade deadline to maybe load up on some veterans at, at AAA just in case you need some guys after July 31st and can't go out and make that trade if you have, say, a need for a utility infielder or something like that? That's a possibility. Uh, we really like our depth at AAA, and we've got our own internal young guys, Tanalu and, and all the other guys down there, Mayfield. So we feel pretty good that if we need someone for a week or two, we've, we can bring somebody up. Um, having a you know veteran down there that may be a guy that you play in October, that it's a little harder to do because everybody sees that we've got Bragman, Correa, Altuve, they're a little bit blocked. Um, so it's a, it'd be a little bit harder to do that. One guy that's blocked right now who's having a great year after a slow start is Kyle Tucker. Boy, yeah. What are you hearing about uh, what he's doing other than just the obvious with the numbers? Yeah, no, he's been he's been crushing the ball. He's really focused and doing a lot of the things that our coaches have been asking him to do. So, you know, I've talked talk to AJ all the time about how we're going to get Kyle on this team. It took us, uh, took us a while to get Alvarez on this team, and he's obviously helping out. And I can imagine... Uh, you know, but we've got we've got Brantley, Reddick, and Springer, Mrznik, and Alvarez, and Camp, and everybody else. So it's a tough roster to break right now. But um, certainly in September, hopefully before that, because we really would like to see give him another chance to prove that he can do that in the big leagues. I think he, I think the second time around is going to be magic for him. Any update on uh, Forrest Whitley? You know, he's been down in, in Florida, obviously. Uh, do you guys have a kind of a plan mapped out for him as to when he could return? No timetable yet, but he's feeling good. He's strengthening his arm. He's starting to throw. And uh, next step will be getting him on the mound and starting to come up with a time frame. But, um, you know, I think the, the break is going to be good for him. I think when he gets back out there, he's going to be hungry and ready to get after it. And certainly we're, we're ready for that, too. Also, just wanted to remark, you know, Old Timers Day game happening at Yankee Stadium. We saw Jason Giambi getting shifted on. That's the, <laughs> that's the legacy of teams like the Astros. There you now. go. The shift in the Old Timers game. Uh, <laughs> it would be a fun to do this with our guys. I'd like to see Biggio and Bagwell and all of our guys out there, Blummer out there. That'd be fun.
Absolutely. Jeff Luno, Astros president of baseball operations and general manager. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, guys. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.